and sit down. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. This is a very interesting article that I have for you today. Um, Why and how normal people go mad is the name of the article. Uh, It's by Jennifer Daw. This is an old article from November of 2002 having to do with something known as discontinuity theory. Now, there is um, kind of this uh, need for there to be a biological cause, a strict biological cause for mental illness, and oftentimes that can lead to misdiagnosis because there are several physical um, ailments that people can have that can cause people to appear as if they have a mental disorder when really um, no such disorder exists. It's just side effects from physical disorders. Um, And I have proof for that. Um, And I also have some proof uh, for the idea that really um, with certain tools, you can drive anyone mad. You, you can drive anyone to paranoia and to um, delusion. Um, not through a process of brainwashing, but by a simple process of um, tweaking a person's environment to the point of um, evoking certain behaviors from them. That's not brainwashing. That's just recognizing that the brain um, uh, is uh, elevated by certain stimuli and depressed by certain stimuli. And that would happen regardless of if there was a brainwasher there or not, a person doing it to that person or not. So this is not an essay about mind control. It's an essay about how people um, snap. So let's go ahead and get into it. This is uh, from the article. Just about any ordinary person can slip into madness, believes APA President Philip G. Zimbardo, PhD. In fact, all it may take to trigger the process is a special kind of blow to one's self-image to push someone over the edge of sanity. Self-image. How important is self-image to you? Think about it for a moment. Don't, Don't come up with the polite answer, which is to say, oh, I don't think about such things. I'm a Christian. Yet... No, I'm being serious here. Like, when you think about your own image, is that important to you? Is the image that you portray important to others? Because if it is, and if you put too much stock in that, and then someone comes in and completely eradicates that, you just might lose your mind. It's the truth. This is Zimbardo speaking in the article. My colleagues and I have demonstrated that situational forces can generate surprisingly powerful contributions to make good people behave in bad ways, or at least what you call good people. And remember, I say all the time, saying that someone is good is like saying, I don't know, that someone is, um, you know, smells good or is fresh smelling. Like, yes, at the moment. At the moment, this person smells very good. But, you know, give it a few days and uh, maybe not so much, right? 
Uh, it's the same thing with morality. Yeah, maybe in a particular situation you're good and maybe in another situation you're not. I mean, we've all heard of uh, criminals who do good deeds. Uh, they do exist. Um, I think it was a few months ago there was a person who stole a car and there was a kid in the car and they drove back and they yelled at the parent like, hey, what's wrong with you? You can't leave your kid in the car. Someone could come along and steal it. And they brought the kid back. So that person acted morally in that situation. I mean, like, you know, they didn't steal the kid. They, they chose to bring the child back. So it's, it's an interesting quandary um, for people who are so hell-bent on um, the biology of craziness. Um, there, there may not be as much as you think. It may happen more on a sliding scale. Um, why and how normal people go mad the basis for his ideas is his discontinuity theory which posits that when people perceive a violation in some domain of functioning vital to their sense of self-esteem they will search for ways to explain or rationalize the experience and a student who suddenly gets poor grades, for example, may develop sexual or eating problems or exhibit violent fantasies, symptoms that could warrant a clinical diagnosis of psychopathology. But according to Zimbardo's theory, many people who exhibit symptoms of madness are reasoning with insufficient data or rigidly defending the wrong theory, he said. As Zimbardo pointed out to attendees, Voltaire said, what is madness? To have erroneous perceptions and to reason correctly for them. So you see, you call people a reason unreasonable a lot, and I take and irrational, and I I take issue with that term because it's a very specific term. It means you don't know how to reason. It means you don't have the thought process. Now, crazy people, especially psychopaths, narcissists, uh, you know, Machiavellians, uh, the Dark Triad. These are not unreasonable people. In fact, they're very cunning and, and they're very good at reason and they can make you agree with them, right? So it's not that they're unreasonable. That's, that's not a good way to look at it. It's a very um, biased way to look at it because you're portraying yourself as being somehow smarter than these people when really that's not the case. What the case is is that they're a little too good at reasoning because they're reasoning their beliefs, right? They believe something to be true, and if they believe something to be true, and if the belief makes them happy, what reason do they have not to be happy? And that's the thing. That's where I think a lot of intellectuals get these people wrong. They're using sound reasoning because they believe what they believe. And so they're gonna reason from that perspective. Their, their reasoning skills are fine. It's their um, conclusion that's messed up. The idea that belief trumps all, the idea that belief can um, outsmart uh, uh, science, that uh, is where they're starting from and they're reasoning from there. Sometimes Zimbardo said the source of a person's discontinuity can be physical but mistakenly attributed to a psychological disorder. Think of this, he said. You're going deaf but aren't really aware of it. You walk into a room full of friends and you see their mouths moving but you don't hear them. You ask, why are you whispering? 
and they say we're not whispering you say why are you lying and then you end up in a confrontation and people think gee this guy is really crazy that process can produce paranoid delusions he noted but many people deemed crazy might not be crazy after all he said a 1989 study quran archives of uh, general psychiatry of 500 patients in several california state mental hospitals showed a large percentage had physical diseases that could cause or exacerbate a mental disorder yet they were not detected by professionals misdiagnosed with mental disorders could some of these patients psychological disturbances have been explained by medical problems and thus cured zimbardo asked and why is the real root of what seems to be pathological behavior undetected or ignored so too prevailing societal biases may mask the root cause of mad behavior take for example the witches in salem massachusetts who shared a diet based on rye grain which in wet cold climates like that of 1692, grew a fungus that produced a natural hallucinogenic, like LSD. That's right. The reason that they saw witches was because they were high. The girls probably weren't mad, just suffering from microbiological food poisoning. Society offered witchcraft as a red readily available explanation for these discontinuities, Zimbardo pointed out. Zimbardo and his colleagues at Stanford University tested his theory on normal, healthy college students. In their study, uh, the researchers generated a discontinuity. They induced sudden increases in heart rate and respiration that created unexplained arousal, characterized by feelings such as anxiety, anger, nervousness, or restlessness in these student volunteers. <clears throat> the volunteers were then guided to incorrectly attribute the cause of their problem through potential cognitive, environmental, or social explanations for the discontinuity, as suggested by the researchers. In effect, they duped the students into believing the wrong reasons for their discontinuity. So they tricked them, they lied to them, and told them that it was things that it wasn't. Zimbardo predicted that when the volunteers were unable to come up with acceptable explanations, or social comparisons for their arousal, their inability to deal with it would eventually lead to predictable symptoms of psychopathology. He was right. When volunteers incorrectly blame situational or environmental factors for their arousal, they began to exhibit phobic behaviors. When students were led to wrongly believe that the source of their anxiety was physical, they began to show signs of hypochondria or somatoform disorders and attributing such discontinuities to social causes created paranoid symptoms. Uh, doesn't that sound like some conspiracy theorist to you? Sure does to me. Sounds like a lot of people, actually. Similarly, in earlier research he and colleagues have done, Zimbardo noted, hypnotically induced unexplained deafness in volunteers generated experimental paranoia. Like the volunteers themselves, therapists involved as raiders in the experiments who were asked to determine the cause for the volunteers. Symptoms mistakenly attributed the behaviors to varying clinical conditions. 
The seeds of madness, said Simbardo, can be planted in anyone's backyard, but mad behavior may not necessarily be the product of some pre-morbid personality disorder, he noted. Psychologists would do well to consider physical, situational, and societal influences and the timing of these influences in their work with patients. Madness is the sufferer's unintentional disruption of society's norms of reasonable and normal actions. Unintentional disruption of society's norms of reasonable and normal actions. Do you have any idea what the implications of this are? I mean, in a, in a world that goes around kind of blanket assigning mental disorders, personality disorders, whatever, to anyone they dislike, what if it's all just a bunch of hooey? What if it's so much more simple than that? And as was demonstrated, you know, when they did with the volunteers who uh, – the therapists had involved as raiders in the experiment um, uh, who were asked uh, to determine the cause for the volunteer symptoms and they mistakenly attributed the behaviors to varying clinical conditions. Mistakenly. So if environment and uh, situations and um, even uh, physical ailments may be at the root of madness and you live uh, in a nation that goes out of its way to overcharge for healthcare and to get people off of their premiums uh, and to ignore uh, any kind of um, problem so that it can continue to persevere and you know keep moving forward. Well, it, it looks like you're moving backward and it looks like you're slipping off the hill because if it's all as simple as just figuring out what situational and societal influences and what physical conditions are driving people to madness in the first place, they can be cured. And if they're not cured, and if we just keep locking them up, then we are going to have a lot to answer for one day. And perhaps that day has already come. And that might be why we're experiencing the woes that we're currently experiencing because we have ignored people, we have shut them up, and now they don't want to be quiet any longer. It's time to show compassion, not empathy. Empathy is useless here. We cannot empathize with people who are mad. We can't understand madness unless we are in fact mad. But what we can do is get these people the help that they need. And that may not be in a mental institution. It may not be with a psychiatrist. It may just be with a doctor. It may just be getting them a job that they like. It may just be helping them cope with the loss of a loved one. We really need to start thinking about how we help people instead of just rushing to get rid of the problems that we see people as. All right, everyone. Um, thank you for joining me on this little mad talk tonight on more content talk. If you like, you can go ahead and share the show around. That would really help us out. Uh, you could also follow us on Twitter at more underscore content PLS. And you can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, as well as TikTok at one word, all lowercase letters, more content talk. 
All right, everyone. Um, I hope you have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, siesta, fiesta, downtime, chill time, nap time, party time, lunch time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you could always laugh at something else. Why? Because it's a mad web world. Farewell, folks. <laughs>